Welcome to Dead Pilot Society, the podcast that takes comedy pilots from A-list writers that were sold and developed at networks, but never produced, and gives them the table reads they never got a chance to have. I'm Andrew Reich, the creator and co-host of Dead Pilot Society. I want to let you know that our next live show is this Sunday, March 11th at 2 p.m. at the Dynasty Theater in Los Angeles. There are still some tickets left to see three great Dead Pilots read by the likes of Jason Ritter, from Kevin Probably Saves the World, Kate Micucci from Garfunkel and Oates, Lucas Neff from Raising Hope, Scott Michael Foster from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Jamie Denbo from Orange is the New Black, Jessica Roth from Happy Death Day, Jamila Jamil from The Good Place, and many more. Go to Eventbrite and search Dead Pilot Society to get your tickets. Our dead pilot this episode comes from Justin Spitzer, uh, who is a longtime writer on The Office and also the creator of NBC's Superstore. It's an adaptation of the Tom Hanks film, The Money Pit. This is the third and final pilot I'm posting from the Tom Hanks theme night we did a while back when we also read adaptations of Big and Bachelor Party. And this is actually the last of the stockpile of pilots that we recorded way back. When I started doing this, we did a bunch of Dead Pilots Nights before we launched the podcast, and I've sort of been slowly releasing those. This is the last one. From here on out, everything is going to be new, starting with the three that we're reading on Sunday. Uh, Our cast for this one included Ben Feldman, Felicia Day, Natalie Morales, Jason Ritter, Mark McConville, Carrie Payton, and our good friend Steve Agee. Uh, I'm going to keep my intro short this week because I have a television show to run, but here is my co-host Ben Blacker interviewing Justin about the pilot, followed by The Money Pit after a brief message. Going into a bullseye interview, I know it's somebody who does amazing work, but it's an actual conversation. I don't know where it's headed. <laughs> hey, these are, this, this, this is the straight talk that, that you're going to get on this show. Does that make sense? I feel like I'm in therapy. I think you, you, I got more out of you than the therapist I went to twice. <laughs> Bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Luke. Justin. Hey, Ben. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Thanks for taking the time to chat. I really appreciate it. So we did a live table read of The Money Pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you adapted from the film. Uh, when when was this, and how did you get involved? Um, this was, uh, I was just in preparation for this, going back over some old email. <laughs> um, so it looks like I developed it in, uh, in 2013, um, early 2014. Um, and uh, I was just under a development deal, and owed them scripts, and um, I had I did two that year, um, I did another uh, single cam and um, uh, that I already had a concept for, and I was just looking for something uh, else that and that seemed like an interesting idea. And um, the Universal said they had these uh, binders of old properties, um, so I just went and spent like an afternoon looking up every single TV show or movie uh, the Universal ever had. And just, I was more excited about the idea of adapting a movie because it seemed like well, that's the germ of an idea, and there's the advantage of um, the same advantage you get from a TV show that people are a little aware of it, so mm-hmm. uh, you can understand how it would be easier to publicize. When you're adapting a TV show, it's just like how similar do you make it? You're always worried about uh, 
plagiarizing or, or, or just doing the same thing someone else has done. And mm-hmm. the movie seemed more of like, oh, this is an interpretation of an idea. So what was it about Money Pit that spoke to you? I mean, you, I, presumably you were a fan of the film. Uh, yeah, I like, I mean, you know, I liked the movie when I was a kid, yeah. um, and now it, it feels dated in certain ways, but it's also still, I think, a pretty fun movie. Um, uh, well, what I liked about it, it's funny because, um, I reread, uh, uh, earlier the draft I sent to you, which mm-hmm. was the final draft, um, before it was passed on, but it wasn't actually the draft I was excited about. <laughs> I probably should have sent you an oh, earlier no. draft. I, uh, I had, um... I had initially adapted it, and what I liked, what, what the plan was, was people would always ask, well, if you're doing the money pit, is every episode just going to be about another piece of the house falling apart? Mm-hmm. And no, it was supposed to just be kind of like an idea, uh, an idea for a pilot that would suggest a series, but uh, and would suggest relationships, and then the house would slowly kind of fall out, or would, you know, they'd be rebuilding the house over time. Um, but what I felt like the movie was a little bit and what I wanted the series to be was a little bit of a metaphor for the relationship. So the initial uh, story was these are two people who had been married maybe or had been dating maybe six months before they got married, have just gotten married, haven't even lived together yet and decide to buy this house. And as they realize what they've gotten into with this house, they start questioning their own relationship. And it's like, well, what don't we know about each other? Um, uh, and also just that transition from going from being single to, to being married, uh, is similar to the transition from being a renter to a buyer. It's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're a grown up <laughs> and you're dealing with all that. Um, yeah, you're working and, the uh, metaphor there. A, a little bit. I mean, and, and, and not hitting it too hard. <laughs> no, but, it's great. Uh, you don't even have to because the two kind of just go with each other, yeah. uh, side by side. Um, but they they picked up the show, and then the first call I got after was, okay, we still like the idea of the show. We want a whole new story, though. <laughs> um, and so it is still about hosting a dinner party and it going awry, but they wanted the couple to just be strong and solid hmm. right from the start. Um, and then because they were strong and solid, they needed there needed to be more stakes for the dinner party because the stakes of the dinner party going well used to be, well, if the dinner party doesn't go well, then what have I gotten into with this relationship. If the house is falling apart, what don't I know about you either? Um, but now that the relationship is solid, we have to create more stakes on uh, why does this party have to go well? So then there's a sibling rivalry and, you know, thing, um, things just kind of escalate from there. But what I really, to answer your question, what I originally liked about the idea of the show was that it could be really a, a story about people in a relationship discovering more about each other, what it's like to be married, um, and kind of pursuing that idea. Yeah, all of that is sort of a great premise and a solid foundation, if you'll excuse me, for a show. Um, and it's, I mean, how do you how do you deal with getting a note that basically strips all of that away? <laughs> well, you know, I, I wasn't nearly at the point, I don't even know if I think I am now, where I could say, no, I don't want to do that, take it or leave it. Right. Um, and really, there's nothing wrong with them saying, we want a different show. It's just that when that happens in January and you're casting at the same time, you're kind of rewriting. It's hard to oh, wow. to sort of do it properly. Um, but that's just sort of the the ups and downs of development. And I've had great development experiences both with Superstore and with um, with some other projects. Mm-hmm. And those have been with a lot of the same people. Um, 
uh, this was one that <laughs> I, I think the end result uh, wasn't exactly what I was excited about, and you know wasn't what they were excited about either. It never, it never <laughs> it got made. Out. So I guess we all agreed. Uh, how did this? I mean, you said you you've had good experiences, you have bad experiences. You've sold a bunch of shows. You've made a bunch of shows. How did this compare to other experiences you've had, uh, just as far as the standard development experience, or is there one even? Um, I, mean, I don't know that I've done it quite enough times to have a standard. I mean, it, it, it's always different. Um, that year I had a single camera in development that felt like a smoother experience, but mm-hmm. uh, that could also have been because it didn't get ordered to pilot in the end. So uh, who knows what it would have been. I know Superstore was comparably much, much easier. You know, it, uh, there was there was the initial difficulties of selling it and, and persuading them to make a show set in kind of a, a non sexy environment um, and what that would be. But once once everyone was on board, it felt like we kind of saw it in a similar way. And, you know, there's little disagreements along the way that you work out and you win some, you lose some. And ultimately, it, I think it made for a good show. Um, but that was one where it was like, okay, we all see it largely the same and any disagreements are about tiny little things that don't really matter that much in the end. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, every project and every year uh, is just a whole different thing. Absolutely. Um, it was interesting to me when you sent over the script, the Money Pit script initially, that it was a multicam. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't seem an obvious choice for this kind of show, to me anyway. Yeah, I, you know, I, um, I get that. I, I mean... I think, to me, if I had to compare this to any show from the past, it felt a little like Mad About You. Mm-hmm. Um, not a not a romantic comedy, but about really exploring observational uh, things about a relationship. Sure. And so maybe that's part of the reason I, I sort of went to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, certainly there would be difficulties with the house really falling apart <laughs> um, with a multicam. And that was part of what I was excited about is doing something that felt... Uh, like it had big production values and was just like a bigger, crazier uh, multicam than than we've seen in the past. And um, yeah, Mark Buckland cool. had been set to yeah had been set to direct, uh, who's an amazing director yeah. and done a lot of great single cams too. So, you know, I think you're always when you're doing multicam in this day and age trying to find something that that separates it from others. Yeah, and it's cool the notion of being ambitious given the parameters of that format. That could have been something really interesting. I think. How are things going now? You're wrapping up. Uh, the season of Superstore. Um, yeah, we we just finished uh, shooting season three yesterday, actually. So um, you know, a couple weeks of hard editing a- ahead of us, but I'm, I'm really proud of it and happy with it. Um, and uh, I guess in retrospect, uh, it's, <laughs> it's all for the good that it didn't <laughs> happen because uh, I probably would never have gotten to this. So uh, I'm happy and with it. and has it scared you off of de- development? Clearly not. Uh, but are you developing in the future? Or do you have that option given how busy you are with Superstore? It becomes difficult. I, I like to um, really concentrate on uh, just making Superstore as good as it can be and, and continuing. And I, I don't want to try to split my focus until I, I, I feel like I really can. I'm sure I'll be developing in the future. And yeah, it, no, it hasn't scared me off. I think it's like, you know, there's terrible stories of development. Really, Money Pit was one that was a little uh, disappointing in certain ways, but I've had other good ones. Mm-hmm. And um, in the grand scheme of things, even Money Pits, that experience was not was not terrible. Yeah. Um, I think everyone involved had good intentions. And, um, uh, you know, I don't know if I would develop a multicam again, personally. I think that, that that presents its own challenges. Um, but, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah, that's interesting to hear. Well, good luck. Uh, 
Superstar is a terrific show, and oh, thank you. this Money Pit reading was a lot of fun. So thanks for letting us to do it. And I hope you enjoy hearing it. Uh, yes, thank you so much for doing it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You bet. Take care. Listening. Hiring's hard, especially from job boards, but there's a better place to find great talent, and 70% of the U.S. workforce is already there. It's LinkedIn. As the world's largest professional network, LinkedIn considers skills, experience, location, and more to match and promote your job to potential candidates. And businesses rate LinkedIn jobs 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. So why not go to linkedin.com slash deadpilots for a $50 credit toward your first job post? That's linkedin.com slash deadpilots. Terms and conditions apply. In celeb news this week, the hosts of Lady to Lady took a break from hanging with today's hottest comedians, actors, and writers to sell a sex machine. What'd they do with all that cash? Rent a party bus to go to Magic Mike Live in Vegas, of course. All of this on the heels of a salacious sizzler session with Home Alone 4 star French Stewart. Want to know what the f*** we're talking about? Tune into Lady to Lady whenever, wherever you listen to podcasts. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Cold open for interior Walter and Anna's apartment. Walter and Anna in their 30s are cuddled up in bed together watching TV in their tiny New York studio apartment. We hear the distinctive Breaking Bad theme music. They've just watched the cold open of an episode. Walter pauses it. What is going to happen? (laughs) The eyeball in the pool is the teddy bears, right? Yeah, yeah, but who's in the body bag? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe Saul or Jesse or Gus? Who's Gus? Walter gets a nervous look on his face. Uh, Gus, you know, I just remembered I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) He jumps out of bed and starts to run, then stops and picks his cell phone up off a table. In case it takes some time. Interior, Walter and Anna's apartment, bathroom continuous. He steps inside and quickly makes a call, and we intercut with Benny's apartment at the same time. Benny is Walter's dorky and cocky younger brother. He sits on a very large sofa in his huge Manhattan loft. He answers his phone. How do you know if a sofa is the right size? Uh, what do you mean? Well, 12 feet sounds like it should be long, but it's hard to tell because my apartment is so big. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, in what episode did we meet Gus? You're still doing that? You are not obligated to stop watching an episode of television just because your spouse keeps falling asleep during it. No, no, but I, I probably shouldn't have binge, binge-watched the rest of the series while her orchestra was in Baltimore. Interior, Walter and Anna's apartment at the same time, Anna's phone rings and she answers. Hey. We intercut with a tattoo parlor. Anna's friend and fellow musician Margot, edgy and tattooed, sits in the chair of the tattoo parlor, her pants unbuckled while the artist readies his needle. I need you to talk to me out of getting a tattoo of Beethoven on my nether regions. <laughs> Someday you'll get pregnant and it's gonna look like Sally Struthers. <laughs> she hops what? up and buckles. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what are you doing? Breaking Bad. Again? I promised Walter we'd watch it together. I can't tell him I burned through all five seasons with you in Baltimore. What else was there to do? It was Baltimore. Can you get bored watching shows a second time? Yes, that's why I keep falling asleep. <laughs> hey, do you remember when Gus first appeared? 
in Walter's bathroom uh, and intercutting with Benny's apartment. Benny is reading off an episode guide on his big screen TV. Season 2, episode 11, Mandala. <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, before you go, how do you know if your penthouse is too high? <laughs> <laughs> Walter hangs up on him, then he flushes the toilet and walks back out to the apartment. As he gets back into bed, Anna acts like she just realized... Gus Spring! Yes! Yes! Gus! You know Gus! I think he slipped my mind because he doesn't seem like a big part of the series. You think he's gonna be? Uh, you, probably not. <laughs> we probably won't even see him again. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Should we keep watching? I'm dying to find out what happens. Me too! I have no idea! <laughs> I wonder she if it's something up with him as he presses play on the remote. I wonder if it's something with Hank or Badger, maybe. I almost can't take the suspense. You know what I mean? But he's cut off by Anna, who's already <laughs> asleep and snoring. We cut to the credits. It's the end of the cold open. Scene A: Interior house, living room. Prospective buyers tour this very large, beautiful, tastefully staged open house. Walter and Anna are walking back downstairs. Walk, Walter talking a little too loudly. Uh, there's no flow between any of the rooms. It's inorganic. I don't perceive a coherent, holistic design. <laughs> what does any of that mean? I have no idea. I'm just trying to not start a bidding war. <laughs> a pregnant woman is looking at the gas fireplace. Wow, can you imagine an infant crawling in there? <laughs> <laughs> She's horrified and walks away. Walter smiles at Anna. This place is awesome. So. Yeah, I know it looks nice, but we have to remember it's been staged. She points to a prop bowl of fruit. They put in all these homey little touches to make it more appealing. And they cover up the flaws. She points at a framed painting of a landscape on the wall. Like, why did they hang that painting right in that spot? What's it hiding? Let's find out. She starts to lift it to look behind. The realtor stops her. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. I was just checking. Is this Tuscany? I thought it might be Tuscany. Is it Tuscany? Embarrassed. <laughs> she lets it go. The realtor moves on. Anna calls after her. It's lovely. Okay, maybe we should keep looking for a house without suspiciously placed watercolors. You're doing that thing again. What thing? That thing where you want something, but then at the last minute you get scared of the responsibility, and so you find a problem with it and flick. When have I ever done that? Uh, I seem to remember a certain dog at a certain rescue shelter. Well, that was a bait and switch. I fell in love with a sweet, affectionate little puppy, and then at checkout, they handed us some mutt who is sanctimonious and rude. Okay. <laughs> I just like <laughs> that. <laughs> I just think that this house is everything we've been saying we want. Tons of light, good schools, room to raise a family. A deer in the backyard? Exactly. No, no, there's a deer grazing in the backyard. Oh. Walter looks and smiles at her like, see? Anna sits on the sofa with a resigned sigh. You're right. It's perfect. See? Okay, so I would have said that like, you're right, it's perfect! <laughs> but look, it, it, if it doesn't feel right to you, obviously we'll keep Another many cancer clusters in the area, nobody knows why. <laughs> <laughs> the couple looks shocked and walks out. Do you really think we can handle this? I really think we can handle this. Then we can. They kiss. He leans back, puts an arm around her, and grabs a pear out of a bowl. I'm already feeling at home. Takes a bite. I don't think that's real fruit. No, it's not. <laughs> we cut to scene B. We're in Benny's apartment. Walter sits with Benny on his sofa as Benny writes a check. I'm going to pay you back for this. Don't mention it. 
If you were the successful brother, I'd be the one asking you for a loan. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're both successful, just, you know, in different ways. Right. Sorry. I meant if you were the brother who made more money, which is <laughs> the closest thing we have to an objective measure of success. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you. We'd have gone to a bank, but our, our credit score is not so great right now. How's that possible? You pay your bills the instant they arrive. I've seen you make the mailman wait while you write a check. Yes, that is something that I do. We cut to Walter and Anna's apartment at the same time. Margo is helping Anna pack. Anna is stuffing clothes into a box. Margo picks through a large pile of sealed envelopes. You have a ton of unopened mail here. I know. I keep meaning to get around to looking through all that. <laughs> Margo hard. looks at the stamp on one of them. It's hard to believe postage used to be 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you're ditching me for the burbs. No, we're just moving half an hour away. Yeah, but you can't just swing by your friend's house in the suburbs at 3 a.m. on a Monday and say, let's get drunk. We were kind of reaching the point where that had to stop anyway, so... <laughs> I bet you'll be back here in six weeks. Thanks a lot. Oh, that's not an insult. I mean, I literally bet six weeks at work. It's a $10 buy-in when it takes a pot. We cut to Benny's apartment, continuous. Hey, you're not just buying this house because I bought a condo and you're feeling insecure, right? No, no, it's a great house. Besides, how could I compete with this place with the amazing views and giant sofa? I guess. I mean, how big is this, like 4,000 square feet? 4,100. <laughs> the house is 4,200. Benny writes the check down in his register. He smiles. You know what this reminds me of? Trying to do my math homework after school and you licking your finger and then sticking it in my ear. Yeah, the wet willies. That was so gross. <laughs> they laugh together and Benny becomes serious. He looks at the check, then looks at Walter. It's a pretty big check. We cut to Walter and Anna's apartment. There's an office pool betting on how long it's going to take for me to fail at homeownership? No, nothing like that. We don't even work in an office. We work at a concert hall. <laughs> so, a concert hall pool. Yes, that's accurate. Don't take it personally. A house is a huge responsibility, and there are a few people who think you're a flake. Which people? The ones who've met you. <laughs> Why would I take that personally? Come on, how many hobbies have you had and then bailed on? How many jobs have you quit after a month? I have diverse interests. That doesn't make me a flake. It makes me a, a renaissance man. Like Da Vinci. Did Da Vinci have a giant bag of combination locks he couldn't remember the codes for? <laughs> Maybe he did. I don't know. I dropped art history after a week. We cut to Benny's apartment. Walter has his wet finger in his own ear and is moving it around like he wants to die. Yeah, just really get it into the canal there. <laughs> Don't be afraid to wiggle. You can't over-wiggle. <laughs> Walter wiggles it faster, hating this. And here you go. He rips out the check and hands it to him. <sighs> Thank you. I can't wait to see this place. I just hope you know what you're doing and it's not another website situation. Uh, yeah. I think I'll drop out of college and go start a website that'll make me a millionaire! It, it did make you a millionaire. I know, and you should have invested in it when I gave you a chance. <laughs> Instead of mocking me with that voice. We <laughs> cut to Walter and Anna's apartment. I wouldn't go spending your winnings just yet. I think I'm gonna be a ghoul. I think I'm gonna be good at domestic life. I hope so. I, I would love nothing more than for you to become June Cleaver and prove us all wrong. 
She my picks up some crumpled clothes from a suitcase. My second choice is an iPad. We'll have you over for dinner after we move in, and you'll see for yourself. You're gonna cook dinner? Uh-huh. Margo starts texting. What are you doing? Placing a bet, we also have a death pool. <laughs> <laughs> Scene C, we're exterior of the house. Walter and Anna excitedly approach the front door of their new home. <sighs> we're homeowners. We're married people with a house. How's the house, Frank? Real good, Bob. How's your house? Fantastic. I love how guys talk. <laughs> he reaches to pick her up. What are, what are you doing? Um, carrying you across the threshold. Then while holding her. I probably should have unlocked the door first. You, what, you want to put me down? No, no. And it's all anticlimactic. I got it. With great difficulty, he struggles to reach into his pocket for the keys <sighs> and then to unlock the door while holding her up the entire time. Do you really think it's a good idea to have Benny and Margo over tonight before we've unpacked and gotten the house looking its best? No, it's gonna look great. I made the, the movers a very detailed map of how the furniture should be laid out, and I tagged all the boxes with colored stickers to correspond to the map, so actually, it'll probably never look better than it does right now. He opens the door and they step inside. We're interior of the house in the living room. The house doesn't look nearly as nice as it did before. The walls are scuffed with cracked paint and peeling wallpaper. There's a flickering light bulb. A bunch of their furniture has been thrown down in a big, ugly heap. Damaged boxes are everywhere, their contents spilled. They stand there for a beat, stunned. Walter quickly leans out of the front door and double-checks the house number. Maybe it's... No, it's the right house. <laughs> it's the end of Act 1. Act 2, Scene D. We're in the living room a little later. Anna is walking around, looking at all the imperfections. She gets to the place where the painting of Tuscany hung previously, and indeed, there is a not insignificant sized hole in the drywall. Walter walks down the stairs. Anna points to the hole. Tuscany. I'm just saying. <laughs> I checked every room. I have no idea what they did with the sofa. How did you find these movers? I, uh, I made a list of every company with five Yelp stars, cross-referenced it with Angie's List, vetted them with the Better Business Bureau, inter interviewed the top candidates, and then uh, you told me I was spending too much time on this and I should just choose one at random. <laughs> How did you find the home inspector? Uh, recommended by the movers. <laughs> <laughs> we are so screwed. No, 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 we're not. We can handle this. You said it yourself, it was staged before, so now we're, we're just seeing the faults. Like when one of those magazine shows and the actress getting frozen yogurt with makeup, and at first you're like, yipes, what happened to her? But come Oscar night, she's beautiful again. <laughs> what are you doing? Canceling dinner. I can't deal with Margot thinking she was right and being all, yeah, 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 Walter uh. pushes the phone away from her. No, 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 no. We can't cancel. I'll never hear the end of it from Benny. The nah, 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 But, but I, I, I'd rather hear the man and then, nah, 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 than deal with, yeah, 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 we have a few hours before they get here, and we've seen how good this house can look with a little work. It's it's like when Cameron Diaz... I, I got your point. Okay. Not really, but let's move on. Let's just do it another night. She takes out her phone again, Walter sighs. <sighs> We're gonna look so much worse if we flake. We see this affect Anna. We're not flaking, we're rescheduling. I'm not a flake. I'm not saying you're a flake. I'm saying we, as a couple, are flaking. You just happen to be the reason for the... Flakage. Anna puts down her phone again. She looks around. Do you really think we can get this place ready in time? 
Absolutely. It just takes a little follow-through. He hooks his phone up to a speaker. And the right music. You sound like someone who's seen one too many 80s movie montages. <laughs> and just as she says that, I'm free, heaven helps the man by Kenny Loggins comes up. <laughs> Walter looks embarrassed. Is this from Boot is this from Footloose? Um, yeah. Uh, when, when they fixed up the old mill for the dance, I guess. You have this song on your phone. No, I, well, I think I, I downloaded it accidentally and it clicked it by mistake. And then you also clicked confirm purchase by mistake? We should get, we should get started. Okay. Okay. All right. He turns away and starts wiping the scuffs off one of the walls. Anna nods. We can handle this, right? We can definitely handle this. And as the music rises and they get to work, we pull slowly back like the start of a fixing up the house montage. But instead of cutting away, we just hold on the one wide shot for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> at first they have energy, and they're smiling at each other, dancing a little to the music, trying to have a good time. And then a little less energy. And less energy, Jesus, this is a lot of work. And finally... Maybe we should just do this one yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. Those, those movies edit out a lot of drudgery. <laughs> <laughs> We're in scene E in the living room. There's been a lot of progress. The walls are clean, the light bulbs are changed, the wallpaper is stuck back up. Their furniture is in place and the boxes are gone. Anna is signing for a tacky, enormous giraffe print sofa, even bigger than Benny's, which takes up half the room. Most people don't spring for the Colossus collection, but this is going to last you for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's how long we want it. The rest of our lives. And to confirm, your, re your return policy is very liberal. A full refund within 30 days. We just need one. <laughs> to know if we're happy, which I'm sure we will be. I have no intention of returning it. Well, good luck. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Anna closes the door on him. Walter walks in from the kitchen, covered in green spray paint and holding an empty spray paint can. Grass is green. You did the whole yard? Uh, the wind changed direction on me a few times, so I got a little paint on my shirt and in my lungs. But yeah. over time, that'll cough right out. Ooh, the sofa came. <laughs> that it did. I appreciate that they used the whole giraffe. It's all I can find on such short notice. Is it comfortable? He starts to sit down on the sofa. Wait, do not! She shoves him out of the way to the floor. I really hate this couch. What would you have done to me if I had liked it? No. If you'd liked it, what? I would have that one. No, just listen. We were returning it tomorrow, so keep it clean. Walter blots the paint off himself with a rag as he looks around at the nice, clean room. Did I or did I not tell you we could handle this? We'll see. We'll see. We, we still need to find something to cover up the hole in the... She realizes there's no hole in the wall anymore. She looks around the wall where it was, then feels around it. How did it do that? <laughs> <laughs> I patched it up. Oh, don't act so surprised. I can fix stuff. That's kind of sexy, Yeah. actually. <laughs> You're like a handyman. <laughs> Aren't... Aren't most handymen gross 50-year-old guys with missing fingers and exposed butt cracks? No, no, all handymen look like Ryan Gosling. They spread that butt crack rumor so men won't be afraid to let them be home alone with their wives. <laughs> Walter starts tidying up a few more things. Anna watches him, then says seductively, Maybe you should take a bath before they get here? Walter's too distracted to notice. Definitely. Maybe we should both take baths? Nice to have all these bathrooms. Okay, I think we should both get naked and take a bath in the same tub, which will lead inevitably to us having sex 
with each other. Oh, innuendo. Yes. <laughs> he quickly follows her upstairs. We're in the master bathroom moments later. They stumble in, making out and unbuttoning clothes. She steps away from him, about to take off her shirt. Say something. Fix it, E. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't have that. Thanks. Oh. Um, this is what turns you on? I made law review in law school. I passed the bar on my first try. She just looks at him. <laughs> I also can change a light bulb. Taking off her shirt. That's the stuff. <laughs> Walter tries to turn the faucet of the clawfoot tub, but it's stuck. Um, sorry. Knob's a little sticky. Ooh. He strains to get it to turn, but gets nowhere. We can just take a shower. No, no, I can muscle it. He struggles with all his might, his face turning red and eyes bulging. It's not attractive. <clears throat> You're still turned on, right? <laughs> it's fading. <laughs> There's a doorbell. Anna puts on her shirt. Food's here. I thought you said you were making a home-cooked meal. It'll be cooked, and we're having it at home. If they choose to misconstrue that, that is on them. Okay. <laughs> I've, uh, I've almost got this uh, muscled. She kisses his forehead, sweetly condescending. <laughs> I know you do, Pookie. She walks out. We're in the living room. She walks downstairs, grabs her wallet, and opens the door, expecting the food delivery. Instead, she's surprised to find Benny and Margot. Happy housewarming! Oh, hi. Guys, you're early. <laughs> Benny gave me a ride in his new car. Is it safe to park in your driveway? <laughs> sure, it's a great neighborhood. Benny nods, uncertain. He looks back, then presses lock with his key fob, then thinks about it and presses twice more. Margo hands Anna a gift bag. This is for you. Oh, thank you. You didn't have to get us any a bag of takeout. Oh, it's just in case, you know, things were more challenging than you thought. Kitchenarily. Mm. <laughs> no, everything's under control. I whipped up some braised chicken with an waxakin black mole and two orders of summer salad. Really? Yes. Wow, I'm impressed actually. What's in the salad? <laughs> uh, you know, just all the stuff that generally comes in a salad. <laughs> Is there a jicama? <laughs> it's a surprise. I'm allergic. It could kill me. <laughs> then I wouldn't eat the salad. So there is jicama. I will never tell. <laughs> You're being very weird about this salad. <laughs> In the master bathroom at the same time, Walter is straining with the faucet. Finally, it turns. There's a, there's a sound of pipes engaging, followed by a tiny burst of water, which promptly stops. That was worth it. Walter walks out. We stay on the tub where, suddenly, the water starts gushing out of the faucet. In the living room, Walter walks down the stairs, making a muscle. Hey, uh, babe, I know you say Zumba doesn't build muscle, he but... Noticed <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you made it! They hug and then improvolos. You were just saying that this is the nicest house on the block. Oh, wow. Thank you. You never want to buy the nicest house on the block. <laughs> Terrible investment. My God, how big is that sofa? Uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure. It's just um, how big is is your sofa? It's it's like it's just like that plus another three or four feet. Mm. <laughs> so uh, give us the grand tour. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, this is the great room slash. 
family slash living room, obviously. <laughs> it's where we spend most of our time just reading or watching TV or... Generally living. Generally living, yeah. exactly, yes. <laughs> and uh, then there, there's a kitchen and some, you know, bedrooms and stuff. That's that's it. Can we take a look? No, uh, it's... It's not the space station. <laughs> Have you never seen a house before? <laughs> Anna rolls her eyes to Benny like, can you believe this hazy? <laughs> they stand there for an awkward beat, then Walter points out the window. Oh, hey, look at that. She's back. What is that, a deer? Yeah, that's old uh, fluffy. <laughs> Anna gives him a look and he shrugs. You don't see those grazing around the city. Majestic creatures, aren't they? It looks kind of drunk. Anna gets nervous. She leans into Walter quietly. That spray paint was non-toxic, right? Aw, she's taking a nap. <laughs> uh, let's give Fluffy some, some privacy. He shuts the curtains and ushers them away from the window. I never realized they slept on their backs. Or that, or that they twitched so much. <laughs> the ride was good. Oh yeah, we drove out with the top down the whole way. We got pretty dirty in the tunnel. Margot and Benny are brushing themselves off as they're about to sit on the new sofa. Don't sit there. They pause. Anna indicates the sofa chair beside it. Don't do it. This is more comfortable. This is more comfortable and you're our guests, so. You want us both to sit here? Mm -hmm. It's more roomy than you think. <laughs> Benny and Margot sit on the chair, very squished together. <laughs> So, who's hungry? There's no food. I'm not. <laughs> Feels too early to eat. Why don't we uh, pour ourselves a little vino and stretch out in front of the fire? With a flourish, Walter flips the switch next to the fireplace. We hear the click of the starter, but it doesn't ignite. He waits a beat, then flips it again. The fire. Yeah. Still nothing. I don't think it's going to... Any, any second, the, the fire. He holds up a finger while he waits a comically long time for it to start. It's, it's possible that that's not going to ignite. It's a little finicky. Every house has at least one problem, right? <laughs> in the master bathroom, the water shoots out into the tub, rapidly filling it up. Back in the living room, Walter starts to turn away from the fireplace. Exactly! If that's the worst thing that happens, we can handle the fire. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps back and hits the switch again, as if by catching it off guard, he could fool it into igniting. <laughs> it doesn't. We can handle it, is the rest of what I was saying. We can, we can handle it. And we fade out into back two. Scene H. We're in the living room a little later. Benny and Margo sit uncomfortably squeezed together on the sofa chair, while Walter and Anna sit on the enormous sofa with way more room than they need. Benny starts to get up. There's more room on the sofa. Well, I, honestly, it's, it's more of a two-seater. They stretch out <laughs> to take up as much of the sofa as possible. <laughs> so, uh, what's the ETA on dinner? Um, it just depends on when Walter gets hungry. <laughs> Walter gives Anna a look that says, thanks a lot for putting this all on me, and then he shrugs to Margot. Who knows? I had a big lunch. <laughs> so none of us gets to eat until Walter's hungry? It does make me seem inconsiderate, doesn't it? But my house, my rules. <laughs> uh, hey, maybe you should see how far away the food is from being done. Yep, I will go check on the... Oven. Okay. She heads, yeah. up, she heads upstairs. Isn't the kitchen over there? It is, but my phone is upstairs, and I have, I have an app on my phone that lets me check 
the oven. <laughs> the whole house is wired. <laughs> she runs up, there's a beat, and Walter smiles. The future. <laughs> in the master bathroom, Anna walks in to get her phone off the counter and discovers the water flooding into the bathtub, which is getting dangerously close to overflowing. Oh my god. She runs to shut it off, but the pressure increases even more. She turns the knob the other way, and the knob comes off in her hand. The water starts to overflow. No. No. Oh my god. In the living room, Margot is staring angrily at Walter. Uh, I'm really hungry. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'm just not there with you yet. <laughs> Walter? Could you give me a hand with something? Uh, I'll just be a second. You guys good here? No, we're starving to death. <laughs> Perfect, I'll be right back. In the master bathroom, Walter walks in and sees the faucet gushing and tub overflowing. Ah, what happened? You tell me. I thought it was stuck. It was, but then I muscled it. Are you actually proud right now? I'm like 99% panic, maybe 1% proud. <laughs> Turn it off. Oh, oh, that hadn't occurred to me. She hands him the knob. Here, give it a try. <laughs> okay, okay, we can handle this. Stop saying that we can handle this! There's literally no handle anymore! I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be okay. The floor beneath the tub creaks and then buckles under the weight. No! They look panicked. Is the floor about to give out? Other thoughts? Um, mail! Right! <laughs> As he starts scooping water from the tub into the sink, she sprints out of the room. What? No, 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 no! What are you doing? You said bail. No, yeah, bail, like on, like on a sailboat. Oh, uh, I thought you meant bail, like run because we're 13 and this was my dad's house, you guys. <laughs> right, because that's what you do when times get tough, you run. Can we not turn this into a metaphor right now? The tub then starts scooping water out of the tub and into the sink, the toilet, the floor, anywhere. Walter flings open the opaque shower door and dumps a cup of water in, dousing their sofa, which is standing on its side. Found the sofa! In the living room at the same time. In contrast to the bathroom chaos, the scene downstairs is sedate. Benny is walking around judgmentally. It's obvious what's going on here, right? No, what? Crystal meth. <laughs> they move to remote house. They won't let us see what's in the other rooms. Uh, Walter reeks of paint fumes. Uh, they have no appetite. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're cooking the glass. <laughs> you think? Nah, Anna can't cook. If I were making meth, it'd be so much more pure than Walter's. <laughs> In the master bathroom, despite their best efforts, the tub is filling faster than they can empty it. Finally, Walter puts his body under the spout to deflect the water away from the tub. It sprays all over the bathroom. Okay, I, I, I think we need to turn off the water valve outside the house. Right. She doesn't move, then sees he's looking at her. Oh, now you do want me to go. Okay. She starts to go, then stops. What? What? What's wrong? I don't want Mar Margo to think there's a problem. <laughs> She might get suspicious when she finds us drowned in the bathroom. <laughs> right, right. Okay, I'm going. She sprints out of the bathroom. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Anna. Yeah? Would you mind not telling Benny about this? Got it. Okay. <laughs> she runs out in the living room. She slows as she walks down the stairs, feigning calm. We will be alone in one minute, tops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're all wet. Yes. Have you ever used a bidet? <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a dream. 
<laughs> just gets a little messy though. As long as we're waiting, can I see the upstairs? Mar no! Marco starts to the stairs, Anna blocks her. No, it is a house, four walls, a roof, you get it! <laughs> I'm going to go get our mail for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> she opens the front door to find a restaurant delivery man holding a brown paper bag. I've got a delivery. Not now! <laughs> she pushes him out and shuts the door. Benny gives Margo an I told you so look. Then he takes out his key fob and locks his car again. <laughs> Exterior house. Anna sprints around the side of the house searching. She spots a pair of valves. Shouts up to Walter through the window above. There are two valves. How do I know which one is the water? Uh, okay, I need you to look at both valves very closely. <laughs> Anna gets on her knees for a close inspection. What am I looking for? Is the word water written on either <laughs> valve? Seriously? That's your solution? I don't know, just try one. Anna turns one of the knobs. In the living room, the fireplace, with the starter still on, ignites in flames. She turned on the gas. Margo, who's standing in back of the sofa, pouring herself some wine, looks terrified as fire engulfs the fireplace and shoots out into the room. Oh my god! <laughs> Benny doesn't see it. He's peeking into the kitchen. I know. Who gets granite countertops anymore? <laughs> in the master bathroom, and the exterior of the house. Anything? Uh-uh. Uh, make sure you turn it all the way. She turns it more. In the living room, Margo looks on in shock as the flames increase, <laughs> shooting fur even further into the room towards her. The red wine she's pouring overflows, staining the sofa. Um, someone? Someone? <laughs> she backs away, hitting the window. She spins and rips open the curtains, intending to escape. But she's greeted with the image of the deer, slumped against the window, its snout covered in green paint, its bloodshot eyes half open, a scene out of a horror movie. It looks at her groggily. The deer says, <laughs> She quickly shuts the curtains. Back in the master bathroom in the exterior of the house. No? No, nothing. Try the other one. Anna turns the knob the other way. In the living room, the fire goes out. Margo, trembling with fear, slumps down onto the floor. Benny walks out of the kitchen triumphantly. Their dishwasher is so small. I knew they were hiding something. <laughs> the exterior of the house, Anna turns the other knob. In the master bathroom, the water slows and finally stops. Walter breathes a sigh of relief as he drops to the floor, soaked and exhausted. In the living room, Anna walks calmly inside. Margo points breathlessly to the fireplace, barely able to put words together. Here. Fire. Place, uh, um, Yes, thank you. That's Carrera marble. <laughs> I know, it makes the room. We'll be just two more minutes, tops. <laughs> she walks up the stairs and runs into the bathroom. She stops when she sees Walter. Hey, do you know what I was just remembering? That time I wanted to postpone that dinner party because our house sucked? And then you said it'd be fine and we could handle it. Remember that? <laughs> Walter grabs a cup and starts scooping water out of the tub to dump into the toilet. Okay, obviously we have a lot of work to do, but still, so far, there's nothing all that serious. As he pours the cup into the toilet bowl in the living room. Uh, do you know where their toilet is? The entire toilet suddenly breaks through the floor, plunging into the living room below <laughs> and shattering into a million pieces right in front of Margot. Benny and Margo look up at Walter and Anna looking down at them through the hole. Hey guys! 
<laughs> Sorry. Five minutes. Tops. <laughs> we cut to the living room a little later. Walter and Anna sit on opposite ends of the giant couch, annoyed at each other. Margot kneels on the floor, trying to piece the toilet together. I just need some super glue. <laughs> you don't have to do that. No, I like puzzles, and this is like a three-dimensional puzzle that when you're finished, you can poop into. <laughs> <laughs> Benny is staring at Walter with a big grin. Quite a home you've bought for yourself. Okay, okay. Every house has a few issues. This is normal. <laughs> uh, no, offspring. Never seen it this bad before. A tiny bit of plaster rains onto Walter's head. Above them, a middle-aged handyman, Noel, is poking around the edges of the giant hole. As he descends a ladder... <laughs> you got dry rot. <laughs> I'd say off the whole second story if I were you. You don't know where else to go, cave in. Of course, your ground floor is not much better. You are in a soil liquefaction zone, <laughs> which means the house is sinking into the earth like quicksand. I also noticed that you have a spider infestation, which is both keeping in check and being kept in check by a rodent infestation. So you should be fine as long as neither gains supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't swim in the pool. Unless you already got hepatitis. <laughs> Quite a house. I'll write you an invoice. Noel starts to write on a form. Anna has her face in her hands, shaking her head. Walter tries to comfort her. Okay, I bet, I bet we can fix a lot of this stuff ourselves. It'll be fun. Or, more fun, put it back on the market and hope it's not a total loss. You want to sell? We wouldn't get a tenth of what we paid. You mean a tenth of what I loaned you, but that's okay. We'll find ways for you to pay it off. Hey, remember when you used to hold my head in the toilet and flush? Okay, look, <laughs> you can't just bail every time things get rough. Not every time, but sometimes, yeah, it makes sense to bail. If we were on the Titanic, you'd be the only person not running for the rowboats. You'd be sitting on the poop deck talking about how you could handle it, and the, and, and, and the ship was just like Cameron Diaz. Okay, well, I don't know what that means, Phil. I have to handle everything if you didn't keep freaking out, but when you're freaking out, I try to be the calm one. Just tell me what you really think. I'm freaking out! I, I'm, I'm in t totally over my head. I, I don't know the first thing about cleaning gutters or, or title insurance or what a reasonable price for a home repair is. Noel quickly crumples up the invoice he was writing and starts over. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Betty, I'll write you a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I have to take care of the lawn now. I, I can't even keep one plant alive and, and now I'm, I'm responsible for 50,000 tiny little ones. Walter, we're thirsty! Walter, we're hungry! Walter, we're... What are you doing, Walter? You don't know how to use a lawnmower! You're mowing too close! You're mowing too close! Ah, it hurts! Please kill me! <laughs> wow, that's messed up. <laughs> I don't know how to fix things. I'm not Ryan Gosling. Anna smiles. Finally, she gets to be the comforting one. You don't have to be Ryan Gosling. But you want a Ryan Gosling. He indicates Noel, who does not look like Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine if you don't have all the answers. Whatever we don't know, you can figure out. You don't know how little I know. 
I, I, I don't know what a ratchet set is. We'll figure it out. I can't change a fuse. We'll figure it out. When I was a kid, I ate insulation because I thought it was cotton candy and I vomited blood for three days. <laughs> I don't need to know everything. <laughs> you don't have to, like, cover up the cracks in your paint for me. I've already bought beer. You could sell. No, I'm happy. I'm not saying I won't buy a second home at some point. Something maybe Spanish. <laughs> he chuckles. It's a nice moment. And then reiterating what they said in the open house, but now with the roles reversed. Do you really think we can handle this? I really think we can handle this. Then we can. They kiss. Benny puts a hand on Walter's shoulder. You know you're not alone. I was nervous when I bought my place, too. Thanks. That's, uh, that's nice of you to say, Benny. Probably way more nervous than you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fade out, it's the end of Act 3. We're in the tag in the living room. Walter and Anna are curled up on the couch watching another Breaking Bad episode. What do you think of the backsplash Gus has in his kitchen? For us. He's a drug kingpin, but he has taste. <laughs> I like that center island, too, so you can prep away from the stove. And you don't burn your face off when you're cooking. <laughs> or half your face off. <laughs> oh, right, because that's, that's what's going to happen to Gus later. <laughs> they both smile for a moment before each realizing that the other has also watched the end of the series. Their smiles drop. Then Walter picks up the remote. Should we watch something we haven't seen? Please. And we fade out and <laughs> show. All right, hope you enjoyed that. As always, thanks to my co-host, Ben Blacker. Thanks to Matt, Mark, and Mal at Arts and Sciences. Uh, thanks to Ben Cornelius for recording this. Uh, thank you to Noah Findling, as always. Please subscribe on iTunes, Maximum Fun, wherever you get your podcasts, so you won't miss an episode. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Dead Pilots Pod and on Instagram and Facebook at Dead Pilot Society. Uh, that's the best way to find out about all of our live shows. Don't forget, go to Eventbrite, uh, search Dead Pilot Society to get tickets for the show this Sunday, March 11th at the Dynasty Theater. Until next time, I'm Andrew Reich. Thanks for listening. <laughs>